Well, good morning, Greenwich, and welcome to the Friday, April 2nd edition of the Basement Academy. Uh, Today is also Good Friday, the day in which we commemorate and remember and reflect upon our Lord's death upon the cross. This is uh, often understood to be uh, a day of solemn remembrance, and so I recognize not all Uh, are able to pause from their work or some other activities, but hopefully you'll have some time today to view the recorded service that we posted up on the church website a little bit ago, and uh, that you'll be able to take some time uh, this day uh, for quiet reflection. Uh, uh, This this is essential, I think, for uh, uh, preparing for our Easter uh, worship in celebration of the resurrection of Jesus Christ uh, from the dead. Our morning psalm, uh, Psalm 2, seems appropriate, seems fitting uh, for this day. Uh, Psalm 2 begins this way. Why do the nations conspire and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth Take their stand, and the rulers gather together against the Lord and against his anointed one. Let us break their chains, they say, and throw off their fetters. The one enthroned in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. Then he rebukes them in his anger and terrifies them in his wrath, saying, I have installed my king on Zion, my holy hill. I will proclaim the decree of the Lord. He said to me, you are my son. Today I have become your father. Ask of me and I will make the nations your inheritance, the ends of the earth your possession. You will rule them with an iron scepter. You will dash them to pieces like pottery. Therefore, you kings, be wise. And be warned, you rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the Son, lest he be angry and you be destroyed in your way, for his wrath can flare up in a moment. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. Psalm 2. This is initially simply about the king of Israel and how the surrounding nations would attack and gather against Israel and then, of course, the anointed one, the king. The kings were anointed. They would be anointed and set apart with consecrating oil. But it came to be understood as a messianic psalm about the anointed one, Mashiach, who would come and there would be this gathering of nations against and we can understand that what happened uh, on that first Good Friday, as we we would call it, when Christ was uh, arrested, uh, tried, convicted, handed over uh, to the earthly rulers uh, for death. And so the gathering against the Lord, against the anointed. Why is that? Why do people hate God? (laughs) Well, it's because the, the kings of the earth would rather be as gods. They would want to be rulers. But 
their earthly kingdoms fall. They go to the grave and do not return. Our Lord Jesus went to the grave and, as we know, returned. And so let us kiss the Son. Let us embrace him. Let us take refuge in him, as the psalmist bids. Okay, um, let's close out our Holy Week reflections on the cross and what has been kind of bubbling around in my head. You know, I've been talking about when I survey the wondrous cross, let us survey the wondrous cross. Well, that's, that's one of our great hymns of the faith. And so I've been thinking about all the ways we sing about the cross. What a wondrous thing it is to sing as Christians will do. We sing about the glories of the cross, the wondrous cross, the old rugged cross. Now, to us, that makes perfect sense. If we've grown up in the church, we've never known a time without these songs, these hymns on our lips, particularly this week. Just like our Christmas carols, we can't imagine a world without the Christmas carols. We can't imagine a world without some of these hymns that celebrate what happened on the cross. But let's go back to Monday's reflection, <laughs> the, the, the foolishness and the scandal of the cross. So, so go outside the church now. Somebody who does not know Jesus, somebody who does not uh, call him Lord, does not understand, they look at a group of people gathering in a room, a bunch of people <laughs> gathering in a room, and singing a song or songs about a guy who died a criminal's death by means of the chosen instrument of capital punishment of the Roman Empire. Okay, I'm trying to translate Christ's death on the cross. He died as a criminal against the state. And so the cross was the electric chair. It was the injection, right? It was the guillotine. Different societies have had different mechanisms, different means of putting state criminals to death. Our own nation has a means of capital punishment. Not everybody, not every Christian, not every American thinks that capital punishment ought to happen. I'm going to set that conversation aside. We sing a song, we sing songs, celebrating, glorifying, rejoicing in this humble carpenter who died a criminal's death by means of the preferred mechanism of capital punishment. If anything is scandalous and foolish, again, from the world's perspective, and so isn't that interesting? So I've, been, I've been kind of thinking from Monday, not only is the message of the cross scandalous and, and, and mad and insane and folly to the world, to those who are perishing, to us, these songs are I can't imagine. Do not take those hymns away from me. <laughs> and so I'm just going to recite a few lines of some of my favorite um, cross-centered, cross-centered,
cross-themed hymns. So beneath the cross of Jesus, we sang it last night at Maundy Thursday, and then we sing it also as part of the uh, Good Friday service that we've recorded. And there's something about preaching right there at Greenwich, that cross that is in our new sanctuary. We sing, we preach, we worship beneath that cross. And so that, that hymn for these last several years since we've uh, built the, the building has been precious to me. Beneath the cross of Jesus, I gladly take my stand. The shadow of a mighty rock within a weary land a home within the wilderness, a rest upon the way from the burning of the noontide heat and the burden of the day. The cross is the shadow of the mighty rock. So we hide in that shadow, right? In the weary land when it's, it's hot, burning, scorching desert, we find a shadow, we find a resting place, a home within the wilderness, from the burning of the noontide heat, living in this life is hard. And we Christians find in the cross a shadow, a resting place, a home. That interesting. Huh. I'm skipping over great hymns right here. <laughs> the old rugged cross. We know that one, right? Oh, that old rugged cross so despised by the world has a wondrous attraction to me. We know the song so well, we maybe don't think about, there's an attraction to the cross. There are people who are repelled by the cross. You know, like, I don't want to think about that, this, this bloody man dying there, gasping for breath. But the cross has a wondrous attraction. It draws us to itself. For the dear Lamb of God left his glory above to bear it to dark. Calvary. So I'll cherish the old rugged cross till my trophies, all the things I care about, till my trophies at last I lay down. I will cling to the old rugged cross and exchange it someday for a crown. And so there's something in the cross that draws us. Uh, verse three, in the old rugged cross stained with blood so divine, a wondrous beauty I see. And so this, we're so used to the hymns, we maybe don't even think about the hymns we're singing. That what happened on the cross, Jesus' death there, the blood pouring down. Um, let me get when I survey, uh, when I survey. When I survey the wondrous cross on which the Prince of Glory died, my richest gain I count but loss and pour contempt on all my pride because it's my pride that drove him there, right? It's our sin, our asserting ourselves to be as gods. I will be the judge. I will be the one. I will be a law unto myself. It is my pride, your pride that put him there. We have to understand that. But, but he went there willingly. He went there uh, joyfully. Forbid it, Lord, that I should boast, save in the death of Christ my God. I'm not going to boast on my life, my accomplishments, my gain, my wisdom, any of that. I'm going to boast in nothing but the death of Christ my God. All the vain things that charm me most, I sacrifice them uh, 
to his blood. So it's that same theme. I, I lay my trophies down. <laughs> All the things that I think are important pale to the importance of what God has done, uh, the victory that he has won on the cross. See from his head, his hands, his feet, sorrow and love flow mingled down. So what a poetic way. That blood from his from his head, where the crown of thorns are, his hands, where the nails, and his feet, where the nails are. It's not blood that flowed down. Isaac Watts understands it is sorrow and love flow mingled down. Did e'er such love and sorrow meet or thorns compose so rich a crown? And so it's sorrow, the sorrow of Jesus, not simply for his own death, but for the reality of the loss of the world, the pain and suffering of the world because of Adam's fateful sin. And so sorrow and love join together. Were the whole realm of nature mine, that were an offering far too small. We could not, we cannot pay him back. We, we could have all the, all the tea in China, all the wealth of the world, and we could not pay him back for what he has done for us, securing for us eternal life cleansing us from our sin. Love so amazing, so divine, demands my soul, my life, my all. Which speaks then to our appropriate response to the cross of Jesus. We cling to that cross, so, that, so we hold on to that. That's our, that's our home, it's our rest, it's our shadow, it's our only hope. And we, and we lay our trophies down, all the vain things that we think are important, that we chase after the power, the status, the wealth, the toys, the goodies, the influence. We cast it all down. <laughs> we lay it down at the foot of the cross. And there we behold this, this love uh, divine. Um, one of our Easter hymns, we're not singing it this year, um, Though we'll sing it, I'm sure, in the coming days, in the Easter tide, because the Easter goes, the Easter tide goes for several weeks. Uh, just skip past. Oh, sacred head now wounded, <laughs> with grief and shame weighed down, now scornfully surrounded with thorns, thine only crown. Oh, sacred head, what glory, what bliss, till now was thine, yet though despised and gory, I joy to call thee mine. So thinking about the crown of thorns, so the kind of this image of the, the mock crown, but the, the, the glory. Uh, Lift high the cross. <clears throat> it's an Easter hymn. Lift high the cross, the love of Christ proclaim, till all the world adore his sacred name. Mm. Come, Christians, follow where our Savior trod, our King victorious Christ the Son of God. And so the, the call, it's, it's a majestic, lift high the cross, the love of Christ proclaim. It's, 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 it's strident, it moves, it, it's majestic. But come Christians follow where our Savior trod. Where did our Savior trod? Where did he tread? He went to the cross. So come Christians, follow him into that path of suffering. Pick up your own cross, die to yourself, live unto Christ. That's, that's the theme of this hymn, but it's, but it's majestic because he is risen, right? O oh, Lord, once lifted, 
on the glorious tree. Your death has brought us life eternally. Da, 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 da. Lift high the cross, the love of Christ proclaim, till all the world adore his sacred name. And so we Christians lift high the cross. We, we're not ashamed of that cross. We glory in it. We celebrate the cross. The world is scandalized by the cross. The world is offended by the cross. Again, go back to Monday's reflection. You mean to suggest to me that I need to change? That I, and so that's, it is a stumbling block. It is scandalous. It's folly. Pfft, you think that? <laughs> what? You think that's the most important event in human history? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. That event is what rescues us. It keeps us. It protects us. It shelters us. It is the sprinkled blood that the angel of death will pass over. God's judgment will pass over us. And so it is folly and scandal to those who are perishing. And we wish none to perish. We wish none to perish. And so... It is our responsibility to lift high the cross, to proclaim Jesus Christ's death and resurrection. And so if we don't lift high the cross, who will? We think the kings of the earth and the rulers who gather together against the Lord, we think they're going to lift high the cross? No. And so this is the Apostle Paul. I resolve to know nothing among you but Christ and him crucified. The crucifixion of Jesus Christ, the cross stands at the center of human history. The center, it's the pivot point in time. It's that Kairos moment. Everything turns on the death of Jesus on the cross. I want to read some lyrics from some contemporary songs that are some of my uh, favorites. How deep the Father's love for us how deep the Father's love for us, how vast beyond all measure, that he should give his only son to make a wretch. That's us. We're the wretches. To make a wretch his treasure. How great the pain of searing loss. The Father turns his face away. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And so this, this hymn, this contemporary hymn catches that the father turns his face away as wounds which mar the chosen one bring many sons to glory. It's, a, it's a citing Galatians. Behold the man upon a cross, my sin upon his shoulders. Ashamed I hear my mocking voice call out, among the scoffers. Here's this, this sense of personal responsibility. Crucify! Crucify! If we don't understand that we would have been saying the same. And so this hymn is catching that. It was my sin that held him there until it was accomplished. His dying breath has brought me life. I know that it is finished. When Jesus breathed his last, it is finished. And then he dies. And so this, I love how deep the Father's love for us. Perhaps we'll sing that in these coming weeks. In Christ alone, my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my song, okay? And so the second uh, verse, 
In Christ alone who took on flesh, fullness of God in helpless babe. There's the incarnation. This gift of love and righteousness scorned by the ones he came to save, the opposition to Jesus through his life. Till on the cross, as Jesus died, the wrath of God was satisfied. There's that justice theme. The wrath of God pouring out. The penalty must be paid. We demand justice, we cry out. God demands justice too. And he pours out his wrath on human sin onto his son instead of onto us. For every sin on him was laid. Here in the death of Christ, I live Interesting side note, the Presbyterian Church uh, commissioned a new hymnal, I'm going to guess five to seven years ago or so. And this hymn, In Christ Alone, was put up for inclusion. And it was, at the end, excluded because of that line, till on the cross as Jesus died, the wrath of God was satisfied. Because there are, sadly, those within the Presbyterian Church who deny the substitutionary atonement, that Jesus died as a substitute, that God's wrath was being poured out on him, they believe that is unworthy of God, to think of God as being wrathful and punishing his own son instead of us, which is what the Bible teaches, okay? So let's just be clear, that's what the Bible teaches. And so that hymn was excluded from the Presbyterian hymnal, which is one of many reasons why we don't use that hymnal, okay? So in Christ alone. Uh, this one's less well-known. We don't sing this. It's been a while since we've sung this. Beautiful, scandalous night. Go on up to the mountain of mercy, to the crimson perpetual tide. Kneel down on the shore and be thirsty no more. Go under and be purified. That image of the cross being like a fountain. Follow Christ to the holy mountain, sinner sorry and wrecked by the fall. Cleanse your heart and your soul at the fountain that flows for you and for me and for all. At the wonderful, tragic, mysterious tree, on the beautiful, scandalous night, you and me were atoned by his blood and forever washed white on that beautiful, scandalous night. Oh, I love this. I'm, I've got goosebumps going right now. I am goosebumping. <laughs> on the hillside, you will be delivered at the foot of the cross justified and your spirit restored by the river that pours from our blessed Savior's side. I'm going to see that we sing this one too. <laughs> so these are three contemporary hymns that we sing uh, at Greenwich. It's just been a while. We used to sing them all the time at our 930 service. Okay, just a, a couple, ref couple closing thoughts here. I could go on all day, and you have your own favorite hymns that, that celebrate and honor Jesus' death on the cross. And so we sing our faith. We sing our theology. We sing the cross. We must sing the cross. It's a way that we keep the theology and the truth and the, and the, 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 the reality the, the consequence of Jesus' death on the cross is carried as the, as the church sings its faith. 
um, the cross is not only uh, 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 an object for for songs, right? It is also, or the subject for songs, art, literature, poetry. Isn't that interesting? Why do we consider the cross glorious? That that's the thing, and so we we celebrate this because something happened there. The cross is not merely a, a, a tragic death, a martyr's death. Jesus held his ground. He thought he was the son of God. He held his ground and they put him to death. There are people who believe that. Jesus thought he was the son of God. He thought he was something special and he died because of it. And so they can, those who are Christians who think that Jesus died as a martyr in that sense only, they believe that that's noble because he stood his ground, that he didn't give in, he didn't bow to the empire. Again, that, you know, kind of that liberal understanding of it was the empire that crushed him and the empire is crushing us today. We believe the cross was effective. That is, it effected something, right? That things were put into effect, things were put into motion, something changed. So it wasn't a passive reality, it was an effective reality. The, the, the grace of God is now unleashed. The, the sins, uh, that our sin was placed on his shoulders. And so, so there was a transaction, a great exchange as the reformers spoke about it. Our sin, our, our filthy robes and, 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 and garments were placed on him and he placed his righteous robe on us. And so he became sin and we became righteous. He became dirty and we were washed. And so the great exchange. So we believe that is what happened at the cross. And so we, we celebrate that. Um, uh, I just want to read a little scripture from Revelation chapter, uh, chapter 5. This is John's vision of the throne room. <clears throat> no one is found who was worthy to open this scroll that is sealed. And so John says, I wept and I wept because no one was found who was worthy to open the scroll or to look inside. Then one of the elders said to me, do not weep. See the lion of the tribe of Judah, that kingly tribe, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David. That is the one who not only descended from David, but he is the source of David's kingship. The root of David has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and its seven seals. And so, so John is told, he, I can't, there's no one to open the scroll. What is inside that? What is going on? What are God's purposes? Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah has triumphed. And then John looks. Then I saw a lamb looking as if it had been slain, standing in the center of the throne and circled by the four living creatures and the elders. Ah, he is worthy. <clears throat> and then they sang a new song. Here's why we sing. Here's why we sing, because this is what heaven does. And then they sang a new song. You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals because you were slain. And with your blood, you purchased men for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. 
you have made them to be a kingdom and priests to serve our God and they will reign on earth. And then I looked and heard the voice of many angels numbering thousands upon thousands and 10,000 times 10,000. They encircled the throne and the living creatures and the elders and in a loud voice, they sang. Worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. Uh, Then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all that is in them singing to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. The four living creatures said amen and the elders fell down and worshiped. And so heaven sings of the glory of the lamb who was slain. This is why we sing. We have been made for this relationship. We've been made with these voices. We've been made to recognize beauty. And this is the beautiful song that we sing. This is the new song that the world does not understand. It is folly to the world. It is scandalous to the world. It is a wondrous beauty to us. Mm. And so, as we head into this Easter weekend, I pray that it will find you singing. (laughs) Singing of the glories of our Lord, of Christ, of his death, of his resurrection. This is what we gather to celebrate on Sunday. But on this Good Friday, may we remember um, what the Prince of Glory did for us, how he gave himself. The last song, I'm going to read the lyrics and then I'm going to ask Joy to post a video of this as well. I've showed this in church probably two years ago now because we went a whole year without... (laughs) and a gathering in church, right? This is entitled Wood and Nails. Wood and Nails. O humble carpenter, down on your hands and knees, look on your handiwork and build a house so you may dwell in me, so you may dwell in me. So it's the image of Christ the carpenter fashioning a a, a dwelling place in us. The work was done with nothing but wooden nails in your scar-born hands. Oh, show me how to work and praise, trusting that I am your instrument. That's the verse. uh, That's the chorus. Second verse. Oh, loving laborer, with sweat upon your face. Oh, build a table that I too may join you in the Father's place. Oh, in the Father's place. So now it takes the image of Christ as the carpenter, not building the house in us, but now building a table that we will join with others. The work was done with nothing but wood and nails. So picturing a carpenter just building with wood and nails, a house building with wood and nails, a table. The work was done with nothing but wood and nails in your scar-born hands. Oh, show me how to work and praise, trusting that I am your instrument. And then this soaring part of the song as it ends, it just builds. The kingdoms come and built upon 
wood and nails gripped with joyfulness. I'm going to start crying. So send me out within your ways, knowing that the task is finished. The dead will rise and give you praise. Wood and nails will not hold them down. These wooden tombs will break them soon and fashion them into flower beds. The curse is done, the battle won. Swords bent down into plowshares. Your scar-borne hands will join with them, serving at the table you've prepared. And then it ends, O humble carpenter. It's a beautiful, beautiful hymn. It's a contemporary hymn. Uh, again, I'll have it posted up. Sorry, the emotion caught me there. It's the image of Christ fashioning a house in us. Build a house where he may dwell. Build the table, the Lord's table that extends that we may come from east and west and north and south and join in the Father's house. Build those with wood and nails. But the image then is all of the work to do this was done with wood and nails, gripped with joyfulness. Jesus Christ allowing his hands and feet to be pierced on the cross made all of this possible. That Christ would dwell in us, God would dwell in us, that we would have hope, we would have life, we would know there's an eternity, there's a table that we will. And so now we join him in this work of serving. We beat our swords to plowshares and serve our humanity. And wood and nails will not hold us down, the caskets that we are buried in. Because of the wooden nails on Good Friday, because of the empty tomb on Easter Sunday, the wooden nails, the caskets that we are buried in will not hold us down. There is a living hope that we have. Let's pray. Lord, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you for what you've done on the cross, what you've done in the empty tomb, what you've done in sending your spirit and what you've done in giving us a living hope. And thank you for these joyful, somber, reverent, holy, wondrous, beautiful songs. May we ever sing them. May we learn more and more the new song, worthy is the lamb who was slain. And so be pleased this Good Friday and into this holy weekend to fill our lives with humble joy as we pray in the name of the Savior who taught us to pray together, saying, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And friends, may you cling to that old rugged cross now and forever. Amen.